What podcast should I listen to next? Welcome to What Podcast Should I Listen To Next? I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. Well, basically, I guess we should let people know again what we do. Uh, We randomly select a podcast to review and we review it. And that's about it. And this is episode four. So welcome back. Yes, Steve. And today we are reviewing Gladiator, Aaron Hernandez and Football Inc. This is a six part series and we will be reviewing episode one today. It's a Boston Globe investigative report uh, and a Wondery production. So yeah. definitely gives the podcast a bit of weight and credibility. And Steve, have you listened to any other Wondery shows? They're obviously big players in the podcast world. Well, yeah, I, I have listened to some other Wondery shows, uh, such as Dirty John. Yep, People yep. will be familiar with that from that and the Netflix series, possibly as well. Cold, I think, is a Wondery production. I've definitely listened to Cold. Is it Wondery? Yeah. I think so. I think cool. it was, yeah, it was Wondery.com. Mentioned 3,000 times in that. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, it must have must been. Must have been. Um, that is it. Oh, the one Dr. Death? I didn't listen to that. But one that is topical at the minute is Joe Exotic. You must have heard people talking about the Tiger King. Oh, I've that, seen some the of the Netflix, Netflix show, actually. Yeah. Have you? You've actually seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so that, that's, again, uh, like a lot of things turn into television shows from podcasts from Wondery that is one and I don't think that's a coincidence because you'll know this Mark obviously the uh, chief executive of Wondery is Hernan Lopez okay you're about to say that yeah you cut me off there Steve yeah sorry (laughs) Um, just didn't give you time to say who was formerly (laughs) uh, CEO of Fox Channels so there's a big Fox TV crossover with Wondery oh okay I wasn't Um, aware of this Incidentally, Hernan Lopez uh, has just been charged with fraud in April 2020, I read, which is this month. In relation to? In relation to. You won't believe this, Mark. You will not believe this. It's a sort of untainted sort of thing that you just wouldn't think that fraud would have anything to do with. But it's to do with FIFA, Mark. Oh, that doesn't sound right. No, I know. It's weird. It's something to do with bribery and trying to get the rights to FIFA football. I just... Those guys at FIFA wouldn't even entertain that. That's obviously, at this stage, unproven. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're just it's reporting just, it. That's <laughs> yeah, all. Exactly. That's Alleged. All. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. FIFA is not corrupt. So anyway, you, you're right, though. Uh, Boston Globe, Wondery, proper newspaper, proper journalist, and Wondery have done an awful lot of podcasts, an awful lot. The one thing... I guess I'd like to say about Wondery, and I don't know, I'm sure you've noticed this, but they often decide to recreate significant events in the story that they cover. Yes. And it generally they, sounds awful. Really they, cheesy, really inauthentic. Like it just doesn't work when they do it. Uh, oh, you mean when they really dramatise things and hype up the tension? That's one way of putting and it, And make yeah. you feel like you're really there? Is that what you mean? I guess so, Steve, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, different strokes for different folks, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I do agree. There, there, I may make some mention later on of some slight over-dramatisation, but uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Perfect. Well, look, I think, um, you know, talking about this show in particular, how did you feel when we rolled this one last week? Well, I, I felt somewhat relieved, to be honest, because the last couple have been essentially about nothing. 
And I thought, well, this is about something. This is a story. I know roughly this story. So, yeah, this could be could be interesting, could be worth a listen. That's what I thought. Yeah, very similar to myself. Although I'm I'm interested in true crime. I'm interested in American football. I've listened to quite a few other Wandry shows. And yeah, I hadn't listened to this one and it has been out for a while. So I guess why not? And the reason for that is that I did roughly know the story. Uh, I knew Aaron Hernandez, you know, American footballer, was in jail for murder. He then committed suicide in jail. I was aware that his autopsy showed significant brain damage. And I guess that sort of could be linked to his playing American football. But the reason I was wary was because, I mean, I felt uncomfortable that the podcast may try to excuse or explain Aaron Hernandez's actions by linking them to this brain damage. And this may be legitimate, but I guess that's why I was hesitant with this. That's why I hadn't listened to it before we rolled the yeah. dice last week. Yeah. I mean, even the title of the show, you know, mentioning the term Football Inc., well, it's obviously referring to the NFL authorities' role in the story. Yeah, the, the title is a slight worry. Football Inc., like, what does that mean? It means Football Incorporated. So it's already telling us where they stand. And they're saying that American football authorities are the boogeyman here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly felt that way. I can see why you're hesitant. But having said that, it's an interesting story. It's something that I would like to know more about. I should say as well, uh, I sort of did sum up the story there in about two sentences. And none of that is a spoiler at all. It's all talked about very early in episode one. In America, this was such a high profile story that virtually everyone listening will be familiar with the story. Yeah. And in fact, NFL is such an enormous globally watched sport these days that the story made worldwide headlines. Yeah, I think it's assumed that we know the characters somewhat and what happened. Oh, and I guess we should say that it's narrated by the actual Boston Globe reporter, Bob Holler. Hmm. Holler, I think. Sorry, Holler, who worked on the story, which, again, I like that. I like the fact that someone who's actually worked the story is, is narrating it. Yep. So it starts with Aaron Hernandez's suicide or with his death anyway the 911 call from the jail it, which isn't too frantic you know normally these 911 calls are you know someone sounding a bit yeah that's that's a 911 call from a professional isn't it yeah it's like uh yeah we need an ambulance uh, inmate hanging but they immediately go from that into a list of who might have prevented it how could they have prevented this terrible thing from happening yeah for me to sort of back up what you said they they asked the question what happened to Aaron Hernandez and who could have prevented it? Yeah, immediately. So, I mean, that question straight away casts Aaron Hernandez as a victim in this story. Yeah, and then, and I, they start with a list of potentially culpable people who potentially should have done something to intervene, to stop this. But these, these culpable people are people who'd invested a lot of money in and time in this star player. And their job was to get their money's worth out of him by getting him to play good football. I mean, that was his job. Yeah, I mean, certainly when you accuse a coach of ignoring some warning signs or some worrying behaviour by Hernandez. I mean, Hernandez was a great player and ultimately the coach is there to win. That's their focus. The player turns up and plays well. That's what the coach wants. That's great. And it's the same in all professional sport. Yeah. They then move on and they cover a brief career history. And there's some accolades from various journalists and former teammates about... Hernandez's ability as a tight end and well for non-NFL fans Mark you're a resident John Madden could you just describe the tight end position oh you always put me on the spot for me a tight end is probably one of the most exciting positions on the field in the Ooh. offense Ooh. they're a designated receiver so they're yeah. always live and they'll, they'll block a bit 
oftentimes they may be a backup when the wide receivers are covered. You look mm-hmm. for the tight end to get free somewhere in the middle yep. and make short to medium sort of yards. So I, I, okay. they tend to be not the quickest guys, mm-hmm. but they tend to be quick for big guys. Big so guys with good hands. Would, you, would it be fair to say they're sort of a hybrid between an offensive lineman and a wide receiver? You know, just in layman's terms. Yeah, well done, Steve. If I say something that you don't want to listen, don't listen. <laughs> anyway, they do mention that the New England Patriots team, which is the team that Hernandez played for, had a slightly different approach to tight ends and had two of them operating at once yeah. and had a lot of success with that. So he, he clearly was a very talented player, clearly. Can I jump in now and, and talk a little bit about the Patriots? Yep. There was, there was one thing that was said by one of his former teammates. Um, he was a former wide receiver. I can't remember who it was. And he said something so ridiculous. He said that 90% of the Patriots' locker room would not get into any other team's roster. That's, <laughs> yeah. how, that's how good the Patriot coaching system was. Yeah. I mean, that is ridiculous. Yeah. That's not possible in such a high-stakes, high-money game. They're not going to just take the dregs and hope for the best, are they? Get old Bill Belichick to sort them out. But Hernandez, in there's some interview footage of him and he talks about the Patriot way. And I know, Mark, you will have enjoyed this because you like you like things like this, you know, sort of like the All Blacks culture. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. no dickheads. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sweep the sheds after the game. They seem to be portraying the Patriots in this way, which, you know, it's a professional sports team. That's what it is. Actually, it did get me Googling a little bit about why have the Patriots been so good for so long? Because, you know, as we know as sports fans, the NFL is set up to spread the love around a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, the, the draft, draft system yeah. helps to even things up. There's salary caps in place. And obviously, when I looked that up, they talked about Bill Belichick being innovative and you know excellent at drafting. And they get rid of players when they're at their peak, when they're earning big money to free up money for other people. But one thing that I looked up, I was actually quite surprised about... Obviously, you know the quarterback for the Patriots. Is he a new guy? Yeah, very young fella. Yes, so Tom Brady, Patriots quarterback, the most successful quarterback of all time, and arguably the best ever. But he's not even close to being the best paid quarterback in the league. So there's 32 quarterbacks in the league. Where do you reckon he sits in the the pay scale and quarterbacks in 2019? In 2019, uh. Is he second half? Yeah, he was 18th. 18th, yeah. 18th best paid quarterback in the league for the best player that's ever played the game. Yeah. Well, he's not playing for the Patriots anymore. Well, no, he's not anymore. No. But um, I just found that unbelievable. He still gets 15 million a year, but, you know. Poor guy. But, he, but his idea was that he was happy with this because it freed up more money to make the rest of the team better. And for him, winning was much more important than but, getting a few extra million because he could make more money by winning, I guess. And he could... Potentially just get by on 15 million? Well, apparently he could. But, you know, that's the quarterback everyone wants. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it is, it is unusual, to be fair. Yeah. It is unusual. And he's married to Giselle. Oh, I just feel and so sorry handsome. for that guy. He's got, like, he's low paid. Yep. Yeah. And, and he's, he's 42 and he's still playing yeah. NFL. Oh, poor guy. But now he has to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, he's to move to Tampa. Oh. Down to Florida for oh, his retirement. That's just awful. Imagine. We're moving right into Del Boca Vista. Well, speaking of well-paid NFL stars, Aaron Hernandez, I believe, was 22 years old when he was in the Super Bowl. And after that, he had a $41 million contract signed. So he was doing all right. 
he was doing pretty well. Yeah, he'd made it. Yeah, he had. He had definitely arrived. And there's a, there's an interesting bit here about that Super Bowl game, which they ultimately lost, and they had a few minutes to win it. Tom Brady throws four out of his last seven pass attempts to Hernandez. So he obviously trusted him as a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's obviously a bit of a go-to guy. Second and a deuce. And over the middle, getting free. Touchdown, Hernandez. We move on and uh, we start talking a bit more about life inside the Patriots locker room. We hear from a few teammates of Hernandez. You know, they talked about how you know, he was immature, but, you know, the guy did say, you know, everyone in the locker room is immature. Yeah. And one thing they really liked to do was uh, they liked to play gay a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, who doesn't? I mean, obviously, um, like most of us do, they play grab ass. Yeah, yeah, grab ass well, is actually, great. I, you know, it's a great game. I've never played it, and I can't imagine <laughs> what it is, but, you know. Well, you haven't spent as much time in locker rooms as I have, <laughs> yeah. Mark. Uh, so, yeah, grab ass, towel whipping, obviously, classic. Well, towel classic. whipping, I get that, but yeah. I, I liked the way he talked about it. He said they laughed and giggled together while playing that. Yeah, yeah. Good times, happier times, I believe. But it was a little bit ominous, though, because he did say that Hernandez did seem to take this a bit too far. You know, well, maybe he played it too gay, Steve. <laughs> he might have just tipped over the edge because one new player to the Patriots is warned by another teammate, you know, your locker room is between <laughs> Hernandez and I can't remember who else. Somebody else. Ron Gronkowski. Ron Gronkowski, yeah. So just look out because, you know, Hernandez is going to do some funny stuff. He may... Get his genitalia out in the locker room. Also, that's crazy. He may dry himself in front of you in the locker room. Yeah, <laughs> the, a, can you imagine that action with the toweling? Oh, action. <laughs> <laughs> the, the undercarriage would be really yeah. dry. I, I, this is this is apparently shocking behaviour. But I don't know if I've been in the wrong locker rooms. But just look at normal gym. I've seen a lot worse than this. I've seen a lot of. I've seen guys drying their pubes with a hair dryer, which I think is wrong. <laughs> I've also seen people getting dressed from the top down, <laughs> including the tie, <laughs> while the bottom half is naked. Classic like, look. As far as I know, none of them are killers. But anyway. <laughs> no, I should say as well, Steve, that we're laughing and stuff. But this was an aspect of the series that really did worry me. Essentially, this series is you know purporting to deal with murder, deals with suicide. It also wants to deal with CTE, the chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Brain damage, we yep. link to head injuries through American mm-hmm. football. But to try to shoehorn Aaron Hernandez's sexuality into the story seems just too much. Again, I've only listened to episode one, but I'm sceptical that there will have any evidence that whether he was gay or not had anything to do with this story. So I hope they haven't put it in there as simply gossip. I think that is a forlorn hope because I think that's typical of, of these kind of things. Like, oh, well, you, he's probably he was gay as well. I don't even know if there's any proof or corroboration that he was gay. I don't think that's accepted. But even if we had proof that he was gay, why is it in this story? No, you're right. Even if he was, and there's no... I I don't even know if you could say evidence, but it's just conjecture that he was gay and this was somehow some sort of part of his whole problem. But anyway, it's just salacious gossip. They talk about Hernandez and we hear that he could be really angry one minute. And then really gentle and relaxed the next, probably hinting at violent mood swings. Mm. I feel that this surely must be normal in an NFL team. Mm. You need to be calm and focused. And then when the ball snapped, there's a sudden unleashing of aggression and rage. You, know, you need to go from zero to 100 and back again in you know, the space of a few seconds. I mean, mm. that's what makes you a good player. 
you can't be a laid-back guy. You have to be explosive. So, again, this seemed a little bit speculative, really. Well, it's all after the fact. They've gone, well, I always knew. The interviews with his, his teammates, a couple of them, they talk about how weird he was, and we've sort of mentioned that. But they were still friends with him. Yeah. These teammates who are making the comments, you know, they socialised with him. Obviously, they worked with him. Yeah. But they also socialised with him. There's a story about getting a limo, going out on a big night out with one of the friends, uh, Fletcher, I think is his, yeah. his name. Yeah. yeah. He he lets Hernandez bring one of his friends out. That's another thing, is his dodgy friends. Yeah. Apparently, this young, wealthy man had some dodgy friends that they didn't like. I hardly think that's unique, is it? Well, to me, actually, Steve, I might disagree slightly in that the, the way the story goes, that Hernandez didn't hang around a lot with the other players. And he did have his own group of friends. A lot of the guys did feel that they were they were dodgy, that they, they were quite wary of these guys. And for the fact, when Fletcher took the limo out into town, as respect to Hernandez, he said he could bring one friend, but he didn't want more than that. Yeah. Because obviously they've had issues before with these guys, I imagine, when they've been out and about. And so to me, in the first episode, this was probably the most compelling hypothesis so far as to what happened to Aaron Hernandez. He's probably had a tough upbringing. He's hanging around with guys he probably shouldn't be hanging around with. He's unbelievably wealthy. He's got weapons. I mean, what could go wrong? Well, he mentioned the weapons. His agent tells a story about Hernandez telling him that he gets his respect through weapons and then showing him a gun. I mean, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, unusually. Is this unusual behaviour in a young wealthy man in America. People in America have weapons, a lot. And people who have guns, one of the main things they want to do with them is show them off. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a fair point. I guess for me, it's that a young man earning an awful lot of money probably needs to be wary about who he's hanging around with and yeah. probably needs to... And you see it a lot in British football where most players come from working class backgrounds and really... A lot of them end up moving on a little bit from friends they had or groups of friends they had if there's a bad influence there. And they're probably recommended to do that by people around them yeah. because there's a lot of hangers on out there. There's a lot of people who are willing to take advantage of your talent and your money. Are you speaking from experience, Mark? Is this something that's happened to you? Is this turning into a bit of a counselling session? Uh, well, if only, Steve. If yeah. only I had dreams. You know, it's maybe about nine or ten. Those dreams are gone. <laughs> you don't understand. I could have had class... I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum. Speaking of the agent guy, the narrator then mentions that he knew about serious troubles that Hernandez was having off the field, but he didn't tell the Patriots. And he doesn't tell us what those troubles at that time were. And also, I question, would his agent ever tell the team that he's trying to get to sign him for as much money as he possibly can that this guy has troubles off the field? be the worst agent in the world absolutely not it definitely wouldn't don't sign this guy this will make me tons of money but do not sign this guy because there's something going on here i need to tell you one thing he's a great guy but yeah i think he might be a murderer <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably not let's just get it signed then we'll talk about the murder stuff. yeah 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 or wait until there's a podcast and then say well i always suspected uh, at this point, there are more ads, Mark. I haven't mentioned the ads, but there's, there's been quite a few ads. Yeah, there has. All ads for other podcasts. By? Is it Wondery? I think it is. I think they're mainly Wondery podcasts. Luckily, whenever we're approached by the big sponsors, we'll obviously stay strong and 
remain true to the podcast. Yeah, and, we'll just go straight to the people and actually have a subscription service, I would think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. No ads for us. So they move on then briefly just to give us a summary of what happened or what we know of the night of the murder of the victim, Odin Lloyd. But one thing that sort of stood out for me in this part of the podcast was an account from Odin Lloyd's mum. And she tells yeah. us about the messages to police, phoning her up, checking if she's his mum. And then she used to wait 45 minutes in her house and then they come over to her house. And then they start asking her questions about her son. And she then has to inquire from them. She's obviously worried about, is he okay? What's happened? What's happened? And it just seems very callous to me. Yeah, it sounded horrible. And again, it's another way of when we're listening to this podcast, realising who the real victims are here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, so then the last sort of thing that they mention is no motive has ever been established for the murder. Towards the end, Bob Holler asks, and I quote, how had Aaron Hernandez gone from one of the NFL's most successful players to jail in the space of less than a year. So again, Steve, like this is a false question. He murdered Aaron, someone, is that the answer? Well, but even leaving that aside, Aaron Hernandez was not living a good, stable life and then suddenly went down a bad path leading to murder and ultimately his suicide. We've already been told that he's had a troubled upbringing, he had possibly a dangerous group of friends from his hometown, had problems at college and was a troublemaker at times for the Patriots. This is not something that happened quickly and spiralled. No, but that is the picture they're trying to paint. He then goes on to make a, a comparison between gladiators in ancient Rome, which obviously the title is Gladiator. Comparison between gladiators and NFL players. Yeah, you've done well to bring this up. I thought about this and I couldn't really get it. I didn't, I didn't really understand the connection. I don't see them as similar. As far as I know, the gladiators weren't massively well paid, were they? And they were trying to kill each other, which I think is a key distinction. Although you did tell me that WWF wrestling was basically the same as UFC um, recently. So perhaps you do think the gladiators fighting to the death um, would be similar to football players coming on and off the field for two to three minute bursts. Yeah, I like that throwback. So for everyone, that was uh, episode two. If you want to catch that, just check out the back catalogue. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, I guess, Steve, I think we're probably at a stage where we, we want to, to sum up. Yep. On the plus points, this episode was pretty easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty well put together. And then, again, I said earlier, I was concerned about trying to tie up his sexuality into his crimes. I'm... A little bit unsure about trying to link the CTE found in his autopsy to his crimes. Yeah. I am open to hearing the science on this. Yeah, I presume we'll get some expert opinion on this. I'm sure we will. I was disappointed again that the victim of the murder, Odin Lloyd, was barely mentioned yeah. uh, in the first episode. But again, this may change in future episodes. And another plus point, there were no recreations as the Wondery stable tends to do. No, thankfully they have actual audio footage and interviews from Hernandez himself and from various connected people so that that's so much better than reenactment. Was there anything else in, in the sum up that you agreed with or or wanted to add to that? No I mean it's well produced it's obviously well produced it's it's obviously quite listenable I have the same questions and you know they've obviously taken an angle on this and gone with it it's not investigative journalism if you ask me investigative journalism is okay so here are the facts and let's try and establish what happened this is okay this is our narrative let's try and fit the facts to our narrative that's what it seems like to me 
Yeah, I agree 100%. You look at a lot of modern day documentaries and podcasts, they often start with a premise yeah. and work back from there. Yeah. Having said that, it is an interesting story and I would probably listen to episode two. In fact, I think I will, I will listen to episode two. Will I listen again? Yes, I will listen again, but I'm not very enthusiastic. No, I've said I will listen again, but I expect to be a bit annoyed and irritated. Yeah, we're agreeing too much again, Steve. Okay, are we going to give marks? Yes. Okie dokie, I'll go first. You always go first. I think that's that's the format, right? Eh? Okay, go. I mean, you if go you first. went first, people get really confused. Yeah, true. Okay, I think straight up the middle, five out of ten. Oh, I've given it six. Given it six. Yeah, well, that's yeah. no surprise. Yeah, six out of ten. We're saying a tentative, yeah, I'd listen to this podcast again. It's only a six-parter, so yeah, I'd give episode two a go. Yeah, I, I think definitely worth a listen, but I won't be raving about it. Yeah, fair enough. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Okay then, Steve, I guess it's that time again. We're going to have to roll to randomly select next week's podcast. Okay. You have got the D20. You're going to roll for the tens, and I've got a D10 to roll for the units. Okay, here I go. It's a five. Okay, 50-something. 50. Here we go. Let's see if I can do a decent roll this week. Nope, I've dropped it. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> it's a four. 54. 54. Now, Steve, you fell. I'll just get it. Okay, 54. Uh, it's, it's 10 more than it was two weeks ago. Tell us what it is. I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. 54. It's called No Dunks by The Athletic. No Dunks? I'm thinking basketball. Oh, Steve, this could be your thing. Oh, here we go. Here Steve's we go. a big basketball fan, well, guys. Tune in next week to listen to episode five and check us out on www.whatpodcastshouldilistentonext.com and tweet us on our Twitter handle, which is at podcast should. Thanks for listening. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, Mark. Episode 3, so welcome back. It's actually episode 4, Steve. Uh, we... <laughs> 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 <laughs>